Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin and Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to Mixing Music. I am your host, DK. And uh, how y'all doing? I'm doing so good. I'm doing so good. And this is a very important episode. I'm saying it's very important because it is the one tool that I think that you should properly invest proper money into. And that is monitoring. Yes, it's not only will we be talking about, for the first time, gear, because I am not, I am kind of anti-gear. I don't believe gear is something that you need to do well in the business, um, and it sidetracks you from doing well um, and making sure that you're making the right money, making, making enough money, and helping get clients, and you know, sometimes it just gets in the way. But the one thing that I really do believe in is proper monitoring. I want to tell you guys a story that I told one of my friends. Um, that I've, you know, that I've had that I think is very, very important. If you are mixing on headphones, it is a good thing. It is an okay thing. When I went to France, one of the best mixes that we heard from one of the other, uh, participants for Mix with the Masters, he mixed on headphones. It was amazing. It sounded great. It blew our minds um, monitoring and mixing on headphones is not embarrassing. Um, and if you are comfortable with them, which is more important, if you've listened to music through them and you know what music is supposed to sound like through them, then it works. I know many mix engineers of higher levels that have made mixes on headphones due to necessity when they're traveling, etc. Um, and it is a great resource and a great thing to have. I know some mastering engineers that that master on the speakers, but then like to reference on some headphones just as a reference to see, making sure things don't sound out of place and make sure that everything is exactly where it needs to be. So make sure sure that it translates. The one thing that you don't have to worry about, the two things that you don't have to worry about with headphones is one, bass extension. Monitoring on headphones, usually headphones are um, 
have a lower frequency extension so you can hear in the bass and context as well as you don't have to worry about acoustics. When you have headphones that you are used to, higher quality or mid-tier quality, probably not low quality, when you have headphones that you're used to and you know what music is supposed to sound like through them, then you will also notice that you do not have to worry about the acoustics in your room, which is super nice. Right? Then with, with actual speaker monitoring through speakers, you do have to worry about acoustics, which is very, very important and has to be well taken care of. Now, on that note, I would like to say monitoring on headphones is really awesome and should not be an excuse of making crappy music. Please refer back to my misconceptions and mixed mistakes episodes to understand what I think is really important um, about how to get better at mixing. Okay, now on that note... I do think that mixing on monitors is very important. I love to mix on my monitors and I do not mix on headphones. I do have a pair of headphones that I take with me when I travel with my laptop um, that I'm used to, that I like, I'm comfortable with, but I am much more comfortable with on my speakers. One, because I spend a lot more time on them. My room, Two, because my room is very well acoustically treated. And number three, I like to hear how music sounds in space. I love to... I love to hear what it sounds like in a room. Like I love when music mixes in a room in the space, right? I do think there are big benefits to um, hearing monitors as well as one thing that monitors do that headphones don't do is with stereo imaging. Headphones completely split the signal left and right. Whereas monitors, you hear some, some right, and right side signal through the left side. I mean, it bleeds. I mean, it's, it's open space, right? So you can kind of hear how music is supposed to sound in open space environments. Which is why I like to reference on headphones sometimes, because sometimes stereo is a little bit weird um, on headphones. Um, so that's why I like to listen to headphones as a reference at times. Now, I do believe purchasing monitors... is one of the most important things. I have some great, awesome news that does not affect you listeners at all, but I just wanted to, like, not brag about, not flex on y'all, but to uh, something that I'm really excited about that I've been saving up for forever. I went to go listen to them a bunch of times, and I've done a whole lot of referencing and trying to figure out the best monitoring solution. I finally picked a set of monitors that I really like that I believe is going to last me the rest of my life. And I'm so excited to get them. They're currently out of stock, But they will be stocked again in December, and I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but December 2019 is when I will have these monitors in my studio for the rest of my life. I just bought some ATC SCM45s. I'm so stoked. They're the same ones that you see at Studio La Fabrique with Mix of the Masters. They're the same one, the same, different model number, but the same... A brand of speakers that uh, um, Gavin Lurson from Gavin Lurson Mastering does, Joe Ciccarelli, uh, Sunset, uh, Sunset Sound, I believe. Um, awesome, awesome monitors. I know lots of people own them and lots of people love them and I no longer have an excuse for monitoring. So if my mixes suck after I get these new monitors, it's because I suck. It's not because I'm lacking in any monitoring experience. So I'm so stoked to get them. They're going to last me the rest of my life. I'm never going to buy a new set of monitors ever again. Um, And I put a huge dent in my pocket. But I love them. And I think, and the reason why I invested in them is because I believe that monitoring is very, very important. Being able to hear the music, being able to hear it in a way that helps you with critical listening. This is all very, very important stuff. I thought... I could invest in some more outboard gear. I could invest in... I, I know how y'all know. I know y'all know how I feel about outboard gear. Um, but 
I, I it's like this is the best expe- best experience for me. Not only when clients come in and they can listen to it real loud and real clear, but I can get better and understand how music is supposed to be heard. I can it's a little bit more clear to me. My mix decisions should become a lot more clear to me. When I listen to them in person many different times in many different places, every time I listen to music that I'm familiar with, it opened up a whole new aspect of the mixing. Now, one thing that I will be doing um, is I will be keeping my old monitors, my nice JBLs, my older generation JBLs that they don't even sell anymore. I will be keeping them next to the big ATCs that I ordered because I still need to learn the ATCs. Um, again, the most important thing about monitoring is knowing how it's supposed to sound, how music is supposed to sound, and knowing what mix decisions you need to make or you, you should be making or could be making, and never being worried about anything like when where the vocals should be placed and how loud it should be should never be a worry you should know exactly where it is just by the feel of the head the 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 monitoring right whatever it is that you're monitoring through so i will be keeping my old monitors until i get totally used to them maybe eventually i'll just throw them into studio b eventually i want to open up another studio um, where I have multiple rooms. I, I buy a piece of land that has multiple studio rooms and I take a couple producer friends with me and we start a business together where I, I have uh, producers just down the hall. I, I, and maybe I give them one of my monitors, you know, some of my monitors. I don't know. But the point is I'm, I'm going to keep my old monitors because I'm so used to them. I know exactly how they sound, especially in my room. And I want to kind of transition over to these new ATCs. And I, again, I wanted to spend money on these because I knew that they were going to last me forever and it's going to help me with my mixing, which is what I'm making money on, the most money on. Okay, that being said, um, I do think monitoring is the most important aspect of your gear. I think I think as a mix engineer, maybe not as a producer, maybe not as a recording engineer necessarily, I think that it's important for recording engineer, definitely for mastering and definitely for mixing. I think it is extremely important. There are things that you can't hear because of the equipment lacking in certain functionalities and specifications that you need to hear, or you don't necessarily need to hear, but would be better for you to hear and help you make better mix decisions. Monitoring is very important. How can you how can you enhance the emotional the emotional aspect of music, the communication aspect of music if you can't even hear what's going on? Now, I don't think that gear has good ROI, return on investment. I don't think people are going to be coming to the studio just because of my my monitors. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe uh, people will just see you know the clout that I build through posting on pictures of them on Instagram and stuff and come to me. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is hopefully I can make a better product for my clients. So number one, don't be embarrassed about mixing on headphones. Don't be embarrassed about your your uh, you know your monitoring solution. Be proud and... And reference a lot and make sure you know exactly what music is supposed to sound like coming out of whatever you're monitoring through. Number two, I believe monitoring is one of some of the most important pieces of gear if you're a post-production, post-production person. For a producer, maybe some of the virtual instruments that you have is more important, you know. But as far as for critical listening and critical mixing and mastering, I believe monitors is the most, one of the most important tools that you have in your toolkit. Because what is the point of nice converters, good analog gear, if you can't even hear the difference? If you can't even hear what it's actually doing to the full spectrum of audio. Um, Number three, let's briefly talk about this. I mentioned it a little bit. I do think that acoustic treatment is so, 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 so important. The only reason why I invested in these really high-end expensive monitors is because I know that... um, 
uh, I've spent good money and time working out the acoustics in my room. There's no point in having good speakers if you can't hear them. There's no point in having, uh, you know, whatever it is. A same For the same reason, what I said before, like, you want to have good mo- monitors so you can actually hear the music because there's no point if you can't hear the music. I also say there's no point in having good monitors if you can't hear the monitors because of the room. Make sure that you are doing ample acoustic treatment, okay? The the two-inch, one-inch foam things that you have on your wall, um, take them off, put them on. Tell me if you actually hear a difference, if it's very little or it's a lot. It's really cheap to make acoustic panels, I mean, you'll notice there's like a whole science behind this. I don't remember. I took an acoustics class for studios and I don't remember exactly the specifications, but these two inch foam panels, they actually do nothing. They only take off the high end. You know, you want to have like, so my panels I have in my room, they're mostly four inches of actual foam and another two inches off the wall. So I have six inches of acoustic dampening. So that goes down to a pretty low frequency. I have pretty good mid range frequency control. So it's not just the high-end stuff, but I have pretty good mid-range frequency control. And I have bass traps in the corners of my room, which helps with the low end. It's not perfect, but it helps me a lot. It controls it so I can hear exactly what's coming out of the monitor. I do think with near-field monitors, uh, acoustic treatment is a little bit less important. And I think that people can learn uh, their speakers and how music is supposed to sound, regardless of the acoustic situation. If you change your acoustics, if you improve on them, maybe you might not be used to the new acoustics and how music should be sounding, so you have to relearn the speakers to a certain degree. I do think that to a certain degree, you can learn your room, even if it's a terrible sounding room, you can learn it and you can figure out what music is supposed to be and overcome the the bad frequencies and the, uh, you know, whatever it is. You can overcome them because you you know what it's supposed to sound like, right? Based on the music that you've listened to, as long as you're referencing a lot. Um, that being said, it is extra better it is is way better and is much more crystal clear and precise if you have nice monitoring and a great acoustic treatment so make sure that you have good monitoring make sure that you don't have any excuses about your monitoring be confident just keep referencing it doesn't matter what you're using keep using leave the super heavy lifting the the last one percent of the mix you know the super detailed work to your mastering engineer you know or to a higher level mix engineer to if you're a producer and you're trying to mix and you're worried about monitoring, I don't know if that's the most important thing. I mean, especially if you're going to send it to someone else, I, I I don't think it's that important. Your your job is to try to get a vibe. So I hope that when you're monitoring and stuff, just listen to music, understand what it's supposed to sound like, what music is supposed to sound like out of whatever you're listening through, and uh, do the best that you can. On that note, if you have any questions. Um, or would like to contact me directly, follow me on Instagram. Search me up on Instagram at D-E-E-K-E-I Mixes, D-K Mixes. I love hearing your music. I love giving feedback. I love answering questions. And I love to see how y'all are doing in your businesses. Um, hit me up. If you have any uh, mixes that you'd like to send to, for me, to me for feedback, uh, email an mp3 to me at D-E-E-K-E-I Mixes at gmail.com. Would love to hear mixes. Love your music. Love to hear your music and, will, and, and be more than willing to give you free feedback on your mixes. Anyway, happy mixing and stay saucy. One, two, three. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.